All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? This is this is Reezy. We're here with Com- Comical Minds doing our, our weekly podcast, talking about all things comics. And uh, this week, you know, again, we got MJ and and the masterful Neil, who's always on top of things. And we're going to talk about the DCEU. We've been talking about Marvel for the past couple weeks, trying to give DC a little bit of love and, uh, you know, let them know how they can master some things. So uh, let, let's, let's go. Yes, so, sir. you know. And, and maybe um, maybe you can make me like the DCEU because I don't like them. Other than Batman oh, I, I can, and Joker, I don't like them. Okay, I, can, I, I think I can do that. Maybe, Uh-oh. we'll see. Uh-oh, we have an we'll objective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, um, what you got? Because I had notes on Marvel stuff. I ain't take no DCEU notes. I'm going to go, I'm going to just wing it off you. Because I got okay, questions. I'm a, I'm a, I definitely got questions. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, okay, I'm going to fall off the top then. I'm going to start with the, I, I don't understand why this is a controversial uh, statement. But I'm gonna say it. Man of Steel is underrated. The movie. The movie is under. It's underrated. Uh-huh. You talking about CGI Chin Wolford? Wolf? <laughs> Witcher? Talking about which one now? You talking about the CGI Chin Witcher? No, you talking about the first movie, not the one where they had to do the weird thing with his face. No, 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 no. Not Justice League. Not Justice League. Okay. Man of Steel, the first. The first of them is that one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. wait, the Witcher. So you think dump on for real? The Witcher is DCEU. No, I was just saying because it's no. the same actor. Oh. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead, Reezy. So it, it, it's it's so, you know so first let me let me give you my my take and we talked about this before with Marvel, but it's the same concept when it comes to DC. Tell your story and let me follow what you're trying to do. If it makes sense, we're gonna ride with it. So this is this is uh, Zack Snyder's interpretation of Superman, and he gives you insight into not just the the Superman or, or Clark Kent, but the whole mythos of Krypton, how um, how they go about you know their. So basically the whole selection process you know Zod's origin why Zod is how he is they explain a lot and they go through all that because they wanted to talk about the purpose of Superman he, he this whole movie was him deciding who he wanted to be and it was a realistic approach to that because as I mentioned before off, too often we have characters or we have stories where the, the, the hero already has this agency they already know like i'm going to be good because i'm supposed to be good but no one no one really questions should they be good and so man is still makes an attempt to to answer that question or at least puts the man through that path um and uh you know then you have to look at zod now Zod is a villain, and you you love villains. His sole purpose was yes, to protect Krypton, to preserve Krypton. That's it. He has no concern for Earth. He ain't trying to rule Earth. He's not trying to do anything. He is trying to save Krypton. So every time that's taken away from him, he responds. Um, and so, so he's like a, you know, so this Superman is a version of the opposition we've always faced. 
so so who, who is Zod? Well, Superman's dad? No, Zod is a a general of Krypton, okay. who um, on Krypton was charged with he was basically basically a war general, charged to protect Krypton. That was his that was his purpose. He was engineered to protect Krypton at all costs. You the guru, you the guru. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so when that was taken away from him. You know, his goal was to bring back Krypton. Um, so this is where you have the initial conversations of them trying to, you know, um, they meet up with uh, with Kal-El, Clark Kent, and, they're, they're, and again, with this purpose of saving Krypton. Now, clearly, you know, Zod is a little unhinged. Which brings me to my first, my first main point of why people have criticism about the move, about the movie, um, they want the villain to also have the same level of agency, whereas they wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't want to hurt anybody. So they, you know, they thinking about you know Superman two, old school Superman two, where you know um, uh, Clark Kent can have a conversation with Zod and say, "Well, Zod, let's go fight." You know, in the um, let's go fight in the desert. You know, like Dragon Ball Z style, let's go fight in the desert where nobody can be hurt. Right. Zod's not gonna care about people getting hurt. Uh. <laughs> so, so you have to deal with him where he's at. Otherwise, you're gonna lose. And so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what that's, that's that was the emphasis point or or the, the the impetus point there is that these Kryptonians do not care about Earth. They're not going to voluntarily go to another another location to fight just because somebody may get hurt. Um, and, and so that's what you're talking about, the destruction of, of, of um, Metropolis. Well, uh, that's where the fight was. It'd be like, um, you know, it'd be like the Avengers uh, in the first Avengers movie. They, they see the Shatari aliens and they say, stop. There are people here. Let's go fight over over." In this abandoned area, like they're not caring about that, right? <laughs> they come in, right? They come in, the, they come in to, to to destroy things. You better get well, or just watch the city get raised because that's just how it's gonna be. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, so then we get to the second point, another point that um, folks have concerns with: Superman actually kills Zod. Oh, and they say. And they say, well, why didn't, why couldn't he just fly Zod up in the air? Or why couldn't he turn Zod's head around? I don't think people understand that Zod had as much strength as Superman at that point. It was like the immovable, um, immovable object meeting the unstoppable force. You're, he's not just going to be able to miracle Zod up in the air and take him somewhere when Zod's exerting the same amount of force to stay there and cause damage. So Superman had no choice but to snap Zod's neck. To snap his what? Um, his snap neck? His neck. Yeah, he turned him around already. Right. Oh, all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turned him around. <laughs> so he turned him around. Now he, here's where here's where I here's where I feel. Um, Zack Snyder overplayed his hand, uh, and that's where Batman and Superman, which I'll admit is a 
a horrible movie with the exception of one good scene, and that's the Batman scene when Batman is going around just wreaking havoc. Um, and it deals with Superman because it was supposed to be Superman uh, Man of Steel too, but they wanted to bring in Batman and start building up the universe. Uh, because they spent so much time in Man of Steel posing the question of whether or not Superman should do good and should, should he really be here for the people. You've got to answer the question in the next movie. And they didn't answer the question. They just went straight to the, okay, let's just move forward with this with this story and, and, and jam all this stuff in there. But Superman never really had the chance to really gain any additional agency and make us feel like he understands his purpose. Um, and that's that's where the wheels started falling off. Because now, because they, you can see where they're trying to telegraph things to be. They kill Superman knowing, he, knowing he's going to come back. How? How did he come like, back? I'm, 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 I'm going to get there. Okay. I'm going to get there. Um, they kill him knowing he's going to come back. And they kill him through through doomsday by which, you know, that had no, he had no reason being in the, in, in, in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. They had Lex Luthor with, with this 4D chess move plan that could only work if nobody acted the way they're supposed to act, and I mean, even and even from the from the stance of this is the movie that Zack Snyder's telling, let's tell his story. Even in that story, it not, it doesn't make sense, and that's when the wheels start to fall off. Um, so they kill him, and then uh, then I'm just gonna stick with the main stuff because I'm gonna get right to how to bring Superman back. They okay. go into this whole thing with, with Justice League and using. Um, using these things called mother boxes, which is like uh, trans-dimensional portals and this, this beacons of energy, um, along with the uh, Kryptonian ship to bring them back. Um, and even then, that was that felt rushed and, and you know not necessary. It was almost like, okay, we're, we're checking boxes now. We know we got to get here because Superman has to do what he has to do at the end. Uh, and this is no matter which version of Justice League you watch, it, it still has that same beat pattern. Like, we got to get Superman at this point because he has to be the one to come in and stop the day. In fact, I would say, no, you know, it was, it's, it's equally disproportional, depending, no, no matter what version it is. It's like, the Justice League can't do anything um, without Superman. And so it was like, the death felt cheap. Um <laughs> And, and then you have, and then you have the other uh, the other movies that are disjointed because, as I mentioned before, um, DCEU has a difficult time telling a cohesive story between movies and between characters. They can't even do it between their own books. Um, trying to do it between movies um, is a is a huge challenge for them. So uh that's that's where we are today so now you ask you now you say well dang Ron, how's he gonna actually enjoy this you didn't you didn't pretty much dog these movies well there's there's potential in the movies um and but you have to understand the characters and that's where some people get people getting at you know being upset about the characters a bit yeah. because of things that folks can do right so you know one like the wonder the wonder woman movie the first one the first one was a solid movie on par with like the first Captain America movie, you know, solid movie, decent, you know, um, then it went off the rails with Wonder Woman uh, 1984 because again, um, 
they again they just tried to they, it was like a disjointed character set um aquaman depends on how you feel about him as a as a whole is is okay movie you know shazam is 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 decent you know depending on how you feel about that character yeah um Su- suicide squad is trash so i don't even watch that one the suicide squad is is good so you can definitely watch that and that's where you'll see folks like peacemaker um and other characters there so is, is um, that, that's the latest one they, that's the latest one yeah the latest one i got some catching up to do so yeah so um in ter- so in terms of like characters <clears throat> like you know i i really did of course you gotta give batman batman his love um but even even with that some stuff gets out of hand with him but the flash is 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 my guy the flash is my guy and, and i'm i'm concerned because i think they're gonna i'm concerned with the movie because all you hear about the movie is batman Right. Like we haven't heard anything about Flash and Flash's movie. And that's this is where this is where DC has their issue, right? It's like if it ain't Batman, they'll not do it. Because their universe is broken. So in the in as far as cinematically. Yeah, it, it, but see here's the here's the thing. It can be it can be fixed. And that's why I wanted to talk about, you know, DCEU. It can be fixed. Um and and I'm a, it's not going to be the way that most people talk about doing it because it's not going to necessarily be the Marvel formula because they don't need the Marvel formula. Um, actually, I, what is the Marvel <laughs> formula for those who don't the, know? The Marvel formula is you start with you start with the characters, you start with the individual character, and you build up the you build up that character story, and then you move into the team. Then you move into the team uh, aspect, and you expand the team from there, and you continue expanding, expanding the team until you know you reach your apex point, and you go from there. Um, that's that's essentially the Marvel formula. Right. It's not about it's Marvel. It's not so big that the individual superheroes can't defeat it themselves, so they have to combine forces to defeat this particular threat. Correct. Correct. Um, okay. But it, it, it works. Now, there's a but see, so there's a reason for that. Um, when Iron Man the movie came out, nobody gave a damn about Iron Man unless she was really deep into the comics. Wasn't nobody like, "Ooh, I'm about to go watch Iron Man," or "Ooh, I'm about to go, I'm about to go watch an Iron Man cartoon." Um, nobody cared about Captain America. Nobody really cared about the Avengers. Well, the Avengers were kind of booming because of the Ultimate Universe, but nobody really like, ooh, you know, the comic folks were like, ooh, shoot, you see that Avengers? Nah, they weren't. So, so Marvel had to start small, and then and then build it up with every movie sort of being an experiment to see, you know, can we can we stretch it this far? Are we able to move in this direction? Can we keep going here and and, and keep going? And they, and they just kept rolling the dice kept taking the risks. I, I believe DC can do the opposite and be even more successful. So the they opposite could have would started be with Justice League. Yeah. They they could have started with Justice League. You you keep it you keep it contained. Of course you're gonna have the Trinity, you're gonna have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Um, you know, you throw in Flash, um, you you may throw in Green Lantern. Right, you just you just keep it you keep it to you keep it to that five. That's that's your core Justice League. Those are the ones that 
<clears throat> no matter no matter what, if you were to ask somebody to name members of DC, um, somebody is gonna you're gonna hear those five in the majority of the topics. You start with them. Um, you create the threat. You create the you create the big threat. Um, you know you can make it you can make it dark side. You can make it. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other other villains. Let's just say dark side to keep it simple. So keep it all mainstream. You, you make it dark side, and you make the threat so big that while they may not fight dark side in this movie, in this first movie, yeah. the threat that he's bringing to the table is huge. So you so so then you can move into the individual movies where you have Superman, um, you know, uh, fighting. You know, you can you, you can have like dark side introduced like the Legion of Doom. And then, and then in each of the individual movies, this you know Superman's fighting you know Luthor, um, Batman's fighting you know Grundy or or whoever their villain is. One of them is fighting Cheetah, you know Flash is fighting the Reverse Flash. You know you can have them break off to individual individual movies, fighting members of Legion with those touch points, real subtle touch points going back into back into the main Justice League movie and then you can build out their own individual world so that you can have, you know, each character sort of doing their own thing while still, you know, tying back to, to the main point. Right. Then then you know when you're then when you're ready, you bring them back together again, you know, and to that for Justice League two. You just you can just watch, you know, and then in Justice League two, you introduce, you know, Martian Manhunter. You introduce um you introduce Shazam. You know, you start introducing just a, just a few more characters, so you're not necessarily um, overextending yourself. But but again, even those characters, people know. They either know them from the TV shows right. or they know them from the cartoon. So you ain't got to go into all this deep backstory. You just you're really just introducing characters and uh, characters from the big team up, so that when they have the individual movie, you know you can they're like they're excited. Right, and you just keep doing it that way, and I tell you, folks, will, folks will eat it up. Folks will eat it up. Yeah, especially Justice League. I I go watch Justice League real quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Justice League. Okay, got it. I know who Justice League is. <laughs> you know, shoot. I mean, like DC characters are so popular. You know, you got folks like um, uh, Unforced, folks like Rick Ross, Justice League, Justice League, Justice League. Like everybody knows who they are. Right. And, and Warner Brothers need to capitalize on that concept. Um, and then when <clears throat> when uh, when they have the time to use those characters, go all out with them. Go all out. That's why I say Man of Steel is underrated because they they made the point to choose a villain that really complemented Superman. You really got to see them on screen going going nuts. So you want to, you know, pick a Batman villain that's going to really, really draw Batman's detective skills, draw, you know, um, his uh, rise out war, right? Because he's going to pull out both the detective and the fighting skills. Um, you know, Flash with the with, with the reverse Flash, Wonder Woman with, you know, Maxwell Lord. That's what I'm thinking of, or, or Cheetah. Like you really, really want to show them all out on the big screen. Just make make it make it a spectacle. But folks are gonna love it, and then when they all come together, you know, um, you really don't see them just just pop off. It's gonna be it'll, it'll be amazing. The folks will be, folks will just love it. Hmm. So, 
if they were to start a Justice League movie, after the Justice League movie, considering, I mean, like, does that mean that they erase everything that's happened already up to this point? Well, um, so the beauty and stuff like that, that. So that's the unfortunate piece, right? Joker isn't necessarily in the DCU proper. That's his own individual universe, if you will. And that's where things get so confusing. So <clears throat> so they wouldn't necessarily have to erase anything. In fact, that's one of my fears with um, the Flash movie is that they're going to try to erase the DCU or try to, try to do a hard reboot. Um, but without but really... Well, that has been no. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, DC has always used the Flash when they want to reboot something, and the right. reason why is the reason why is because Flash has the ability on his own, no other mechanisms, just his speed to go between Earths, to go back in time. Fl- Flash is that dude, like. Okay. <laughs> Flash is that dude. Now, the, the, the issue that I have with that, though, is that we haven't had a chance to really see Flash do anything in the movie space. And now uh, we're going to... So, so so unless we're going to see it now, you know, if we see it in this movie, it's almost like, okay, he's just a plot device. <laughs> he's just a walking plot device. And, you know, me being... And again, I'm not saying I need to see... You know, I'm not that dude that will, you know, sit at the movie theater with my comic book and read the read the comic while I'm watching the movie, <laughs> but I am that guy that says, "Man, you know, let let these characters stretch out and actually, you know, awesome. develop and show you what the yeah, like let them have let them have their moment." And um, I, right now, I haven't seen anything that say that Flash will have his moment. I think Marvel is going to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I think Marvel ruined that for them. Cause they stuck, they stuck <laughs> thinking that they have to do Marvel's uh, method, and that's the only way to get in. You know what? That's that's been Warner Brothers' mo um, for the longest time. Like they don't really understand that they have gold mines here, but they never took the time to really understand um, how to use how to use their characters. Like you can tell an amazing Flash story. Um, you know, with, with the with his speed, with the thing, you know, you can use somebody like um, if you really want to do a Flash movie, um, I'd start with someone like his, uh, like the Turtle. So again, Flash speed, Flash runs at an amazing speed. The Turtle slows things down around him, and just just let them go nuts in the movie together. Like hmm. just just so two like opposing character sets. Ability. Was that? That's like the tutorial level villain. Yeah, yeah. Let him <laughs> let him test things out. Let's see, let's see what he can and can't do. You know, explain let, let's see, let's his power explore. set, his limitations, his strengths, his weaknesses, and get a general idea of the type of individual that. I mean, the character that the in, the person that they had portraying the flash seemed like it would be a very likable movie if you created it in the way that you're explaining it yeah yeah so and here's the other here's the issue with that um there's, there's gonna be a lot of of civil liberties taken 
um, because like people keep saying, oh, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, um, they're gonna, you know, adapt the Flashpoint um, storyline. Well, that storyline is all was already a convoluted mess in the sense of how how you get from A to B. Because for those not familiar with Flash's background, um, Flash was someone who you know Barry Allen, his mom. His mom passed away or was killed. I'm saying his mom was murdered, um, and that led him to wanting, you know. And his father was framed for the murder, and so he mm. he spent his life he spent his life trying to, you know, uh, figure out who his mom's killer is, and and, and you know, um, get his dad free. It was led him to be um, a forensic investigator at the police. It was led him doing all these things here. And then one night when he was um, working. Um, he he uh, he landed into a bunch of chemicals during a, a, a lightning storm, and as a result, he was hit by lightning and he gained access to the Speed Force. Well, it comes to find out through the magic of comics that his arch enemy, uh, Reverse Flash, was the one who killed his mom. What? Now, to understand that, to understand that, Reverse Flash is from the 25th century. Okay. Who, who, who studied and loved Flash, wanted to be Flash, um, uh, to the point where, um, in some ways, he 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 duplicated the the uh, experiment that gave him the speed. He was studying the Speed Force, and he um, realized because because again because time travel, right? Um, that he he wound up becoming Flash's enemy and that drove him insane and as a result he wanted to be better than Flash within all things possible and decided the best way to do this was to go back in time and kill his um kill his mom so now the guilt of that and the fact that he 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 couldn't do anything to save his mom made him go back in time made made Barry Allen go back in time to stop that moment from happening. And as a result of that, created Flashpoint. So you're going to explain that in one movie. Wow. And that's like, so the way I'm getting it, Flash is basically the Iron Man of the DCEU. He could be. He could, he could be. He, he, he could be. He's definitely... Yeah, he he again, definitely that one. As you know, I mean, Neil mentioned it. He is that one where, because um, DC has a lot of what they call their big events are called crises. So like Crisis of Infinite Earths, um, Final Crisis, um, et cetera, et cetera. So in every in all of those moments, Flash has a big impact. Um, if he's not dying to save to save um, the multiverse or to save Earth, you know, he's being resurrected to do something or he's going back in time or moving forward in time. He is a key player in all those moments um, because of because of his skill set. I mean, he is, he is without question the fastest man alive. He is faster than Superman. Ooh-wee. No debate. No debate. <laughs> he, no debate. Um, he he is just that fast. Can he lap um, Superman? Easily. Damn. Easily. 
He runs fast enough to run into the past. The past, Mike. <laughs> the, the past, the future, yeah. So, so, so there was he one moment. So Time travels, Mike. There was one moment. I think it was maybe the cartoon. I think it was like Justice League cartoon, and uh, Superman and Flash was having like a, a charity race, and um, you know, like Flash won barely, whatever, right? And yeah. then they they had a, a, a pretend race later on that day, and um, uh, Flash, Superman has said, Flash, you know, uh, some some to, to the tune of, I'm um, I'm always close to you when I'm running, and Flash said, Oh, th- that was just for charity. I was running at full strength, at full speed, yeah. and just <laughs> took off. Good, <laughs> good. And we already Superman, had this conversation. Yeah, make Superman look garbage. Cause he's too overpowered anyway. <laughs> oh, son, boy! <laughs> I am totally intrigued by the idea of the Flash movie. Cause I like my perception of the Flash is based on like the beast, the uh, the teen dramedy one that be on the CW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And look, look, those those have them. Those have them moments too. Like I, like the the first the first. Definitely two seasons of the Flash, but even even like the third and fourth seasons have their moments where you see Flash like getting getting faster and faster. And there was one you love, hey, you love this, Mike. There was one uh, crossover episode with with um, Supergirl where um, they they figured out how to get Flash to run even faster than he could, and they gave him a test run. And so I'm gonna paint the picture for you. He ran so fast that he left his he left his show, ran in the Supergirl show, saved her from saved her from falling off the, out of a building because he didn't realize who she was, and 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 wound up wound up on doing like this sort of crossover episode. Now, what made it even more epic was that at the time, the mm-hmm. Flash was in Earth One, Supergirl was on Earth. Three. What? So he ran so fast. He ran between. He ran between the multiverse to a whole nother Earth. Caught her and ran her out into the desert before he before he could stop. Wow. He ran through realities. They don't know who the Flash is in that universe. So <laughs> right. some dude shows up, catches <laughs> you, and you in the desert. Right. Like what? Huh? This, that's right. your life. Huh, what? That was the last five <laughs> seconds of your life. I'm going to hit the ground. Ah, desert. Right. No, that's that's how crazy. Like, if you no, if you watch if you watch the episodes the way you're supposed to watch them, like you watch it and then you kind of you stop and then go into the Supergirl. It, that's how it looks. Like he he left the show, and then I want to see if like the camera was different. <laughs> Like, how deep did it go? So, so this exists. Right. This exists right yeah, now. Yeah, this exists. Yeah. Okay. He ran so fast. He cameo in another superhero show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's power. That's power. Where you could just run and you all of a sudden in another dimension, another universe. Like, so either, yeah. that's what, but that is what Ron is trying to explain. Like, these people are on par with Superman. Yes, thank God. Make me like DCEU because Superman is OP. Him and the sun yeah, get on my nerves. 
And, but and, that's the thing. That's how powerful other people in the Justice League are. That like they could give him a literal run for his money yeah. if you get the right cop. That's why they are. That's why they exist. It's like Batman yeah. toolbox. Like the like the first the first time uh, this is again on the CW show right the first time Flash realized he can actually travel back in time he he was he was uh, there was a tidal wave coming to the city and they said okay you have to run back and forth as fast as you can to create a counter motion to stop the wave well he ran so fast he ran to a point in time like a a day like he ran to yesterday caught up with himself and watched his watched his other self sort of like move into the time stream and realized that <laughs> he is now he is now at the day before wow it's like, like you watched yourself leave your house to go do right <laughs> right and that's and that's you, you leaving it you watching yourself leave to go to work <laughs> and, and that's that's CW. That's CW, right? I could watch that. You can watch that, yeah. Okay. Is it worth watching? Is the question. Yes. Right? Yes. So so <laughs> so watch watch the Flash seasons one and two. After that, if you're interested, you can keep going. But I would say the first two seasons are the first two seasons give you real, you know, true to life information about the Flash, his character set, you know, they introduce, you know, again, you like villains. So, you know, they introduce two pop, two good villains. All they all give Gary Allen a run for his money. They talk about multiverse. They they cover a whole as I think about it, they cover a lot in those two seasons. It's it's dense but it's followable. And then you'll see how powerful the Flash is and then why it's like, man, they they did them better in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but they still they still ain't doing right. Like flat, it it sounds like you need to be there directing. <laughs> no, I'm just being real. Like it sounds like you need to be there directing because you just you just made me interested in him. You know, because you know my interest is Batman and of course Joker. I love Joker. Well, yep. Look, Heath Ledger Joker. That's my he's he's the best villain of all time to me. But Okay. It you just got me interested in somebody else that's not Batman, not Joker, and to to follow their story to see how their story connects to everybody else's story, which is the way that they could actually go. You know, they might as well just put yeah. it on the put it on the back of the flash and let it go from there and, and just let people catch up. Like how you said they could Marvel or or uh, fans and and people that's interested in the comics, you know, they didn't expect Iron Man to blow up. They didn't expect um, what was the other early movie, Captain America, to blow up, and then Avengers came. But then you said they start off right. Justice League, then they could boom branch off right to Flash, and Flash could just keep the excitement going, and be that one yeah. that pops up. Is is he in everybody else's uh? Stories kind of thoroughly the way like a Doctor Strange or a Iron Man is. So DC kind of operates a little bit different, you know. They, um, to a degree, like you'll see. So for the comics, the the character that shows up everywhere is Batman. He's everywhere. Okay. Um, now, now, in in 
in fairness and transparency, the two characters that they sh- that should and rightfully could show up everywhere would be Flash or Green Lantern. Okay. It makes sense for them to show up everywhere um, because their just overall range and reach is 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 just wider naturally, um, just by you know what they bring, who they are, what they bring to the table. Um, but it's Batman in the DC comics, but. You know, they could easily do um, Flash easily, easily with Flash. Um, Because, again, you know, um, the way his power set works, you know, he he literally, he he, he can be everywhere. So how would you play out the rest of it? Okay, so you got a limited budget. You're the director of DC Cinematic Universe, and you want to bring The Flash to life. How would you go about it? Because that first movie sounds lit, but where do you go from there? So um, so this is where Warner Brothers will have to determine how they want to play things out. Do they really want Flash to be that, that group character who may have one movie and then he appears in everyone else's movie, or do they, do they want him to have a trilogy? So let's say let's say it's the latter, right? They want Flash to have a trilogy, um, because Flash is really based on the future and about legacy. Um, I would start I would start with something happening in the future, and um, someone coming from the past. It could be it could be Reverse Flash. It could be someone else. But somebody coming into the present and and causing causing havoc because um, a lot of Flash stories now is all about his legacy, how things play out, and what he, what they can do. So, you know, you leverage that first movie to sort of set that stage. If something is something is going to happen in the future that um, Flash can impact today by doing X, Y, and Z, but he doesn't understand or know how he can manipulate that given his current power set. So now you have you have the pathway of agency. You have a character that you know we can kind of watch and guide through, um, you know, to go through their journey. The second movie would be one where it's another villain. You know, maybe this is the time where if you don't, if you use someone like the turtle in the first movie, you introduce Reverse Flash in the second movie because that will be, of course, the apex and the ultimate villain for Flash, and that person can. Um, that person can drive it out, like really, you know, wrench on the flash, cause him the pain or whatever is necessary. And then by Mirror the third movie, what's that? Mirror Man. I say, well, you know what? Um, I would say now you, you just may sound may sound crazy, but I would price like either like a, like a Captain Cold or someone like that who, again, you know, just really challenges you know something about Flash. Um, I just say do the whole group, and then you then reverse flash him at the end. That can work too. That like can work the too. The first movie yeah. is a singular villain. The second movie is a group of villains, and then the third movie is the head of the snake. That can the work. Rings. Yep. Yeah, that can work because again, you want to challenge the flash. So what, what better way to challenge him than to have? multiple villains doing multiple things in multiple locations and, and Flash using again his detective skills because he again he is he's not just some dumb dude running around he actually is smart you know trying to figure out how to best utilize his powers 
in different ways to to stop different threats. So that'd be that'd be actually fantastic for a movie too. Wait, yeah, movie would you, three. How would you feel about Dexter with superpowers? What? Pretty much. Really? Pretty much. Yeah, man. It's like like he's like that. I mean, Barry Allen's smart, man. He's a, I guess he's a forensic detective, you know, with the um with the police department, and you know his his. It, the tap into the speed for it doesn't just heighten his, um, you know, his speed. Everything about him is is fast. Um, every you know, it, it, so basically, you can walk into a, like a investigation and case the entire crime scene instantaneously. In the oh yeah. Ones oh yeah. I mean, shoot, <laughs> this dude vibrates through walls. You know. <laughs> 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 now, like, I would wild. love to see that in like the Daredevil interact. Okay, so is is Flash's greatest power just running? Like, can he beat like a Superman? Could he beat some of the like top villains, even the top heroes? Is he is he a match, or is he just will he just be the connective tissue? You know, no, he's again. He is a match. He he's a match. Now, you know, the thing is, um, uh, it's not just the super speed. So, so the really the, the real essence of it is, Flash has. Well, let me let me back up because I'm about to I'm about to set the stage. Okay. Um, because there there are several speedsters. Um, Wally West is actually faster than Barry Allen. Um. You know, then you have other folks like Reverse Flash and other areas who are speedsters. Barry Allen creates the speed force. Every movement he takes creates the speed force that other speedsters tap into. Okay. So, so you have to. So when these questions come, you have to consider what state of mind Barry Allen is in. So if Barry Allen wanted to. Let's take. Let's exclude Superman from the conversation. Let's say somebody like Green Lantern, okay? And Green Lantern uh, is powered by um, the Green Lantern ring. If Barry Allen wanted to stop Green Lantern, he'd run fast enough and take the ring off of him. Sheesh. Okay. If he wanted, I mean, you're talking about if he really wanted to, 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 you know, run up on you and do something, you you won't be able to see that coming. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, run up on you. <laughs> Hi, thank you. Right, literally, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> congratulations, you've been beat up repeatedly and don't know yeah. what and don't know who. You know that that's <laughs> why. That's why that's that's why that scene in in Justice League. I know again we're talking for the movie, for the sake of the movie, but the scene in Justice League when Superman was uh, again in this in this. In his, um, well, not in his mental faculties, which is in essence accurate in and of itself, right? A, a, a Superman that's not of his right mind is not swinging to be around. Um, <laughs> that that said, when the Flash was running and Superman saw him, that too was accurate. But Barry has another level. Barry can run at a point where Superman can't really see him. Damn! Really? Yeah. 
I mean, it has to be, it has to be, I'm not, and I have to be super fast. Now, I'm not saying that he just go to, oh, I'm going to go to my second gear, but, you know, he'd have to put the work in. But I'm just saying, like, there's a point where he can run and, you know, even catch Superman off guard. You got me thinking about the cartoon when they raced. Yeah. Sheesh. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Continue to make the DCEU likable to me because <laughs> Superman, Superman is... I, Man, listen. I Superman am is totally... So... If, Go ahead, if you yeah. got an elevator pitch with a flash first, like, I would... I Man. The flash you got You got me and Mike interested. The flash it's like verse. It's got the same... <laughs> you got the same um, MacGuffin. Except okay, so in Marvel it's the multiverse. In DC it could be the time. So it's like the same thing. No, same the look speed up force. So, so, the speed so force. Funny, this is funny. See, here's what's funny about it though. Here's what's funny about it. DC has DC has a more fleshed out multiverse than Marvel does. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. They have, you know, that's why I keep talking about Earth One, um, Earth Two, they got Earth Three, they got an Earth where the, the heroes are the villains and the villains are the heroes. Yeah. Um, it's it's all over the place, man. They like they really have a solid, a solid multiverse. Um, that's why I keep talking about like Flash, like running back and forth between the different Earths. Like they they have it well. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't necessarily have to even reboot the DCEU. They can just they can just go right into their multiverse. Okay, here's the DCU over here. Um, here's a whole nother Earth. DC could do it like like that. And they already have the Flash that can that can go between the Earths and keep things intact. And then that's where you can start with. Um, you can start with he's Dark like Side. No, he's you, like you Wanda. Start with, he's like Wanda. Or, or in some ways, you say that. Yeah. He, so he, so you can you can set up like another thing you can do. You can start with Flash. You know, have Flash go between the Earths. You can have different movies set at different different Earths, right? They can even establish it, make that point, so they can kind of like lay out the breadcrumbs let you know like if they really wanted to do this if they really want to play nice like really set this up sweet yeah i'm gonna say how they can do it so this new batman movie coming out that's an earth that's a different earth um uh, the one with robert patterson that's enough that's a new earth um the stuff they're doing over in um with the suicide squad let that be its own earth and then at some point you just have the flash you know maybe even in um not in full movies, but you know, in the, the post credit scenes, just have Flash sort of drop those connective tissues in there. And then at some point, maybe two years down the road, have a big multiverse war type movie. Billion so dollars first. Is the connective tissue because he can't appear instantaneously anywhere in any multiverse at any point. See, but yep. I think you going off you still it's still kind of marvel methodish because to do that in two years they would have to drop movie after like every three months it would have to be a movie within those two years and potentially some tv shows like marvel is doing 
Well, not 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 necessarily because again, you know, you would have to you you want to kind of you would want to at least introduce some of the multiversal characters. Um, but again, people know Superman. Um, people know Batman. So all you got to do is, you know, DC's already doing it with these multiple Batman movies, Joker movies, and they, they, what, what DC needs to do is get out their comfort zone and start showcasing other characters in other movies. And they can all be in their own separate universe. So just just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, the, the epicness can be you bring all these um, multiple Earth uh um, people together, and and, and I tell you what, they they've already done it. If you include the CW shows, because they you know they had Arrow, then Flash, then Supergirl, and then they said, okay, well let's bring them together for a big old crossover event. And then they was like, oh, you know what? We gonna we gonna show y'all something. We gonna get Black Lightning in the mix. And he had, and then they brought him in there with his with his afro and his electrical power <laughs> and they had and they started and they brought in you know when they started getting a little cheesy they, they brought in like Batwoman and all, and all that other stuff but still they did it so they know what they have to do they just don't want to do it because they don't they don't have it's like not disciplined enough to do it hmm that's yeah that's that's why I wanted to see how you will go about orchestrating the story unfolding. Yeah. But this is you are a comic book fan. I don't want you to do what Marvel's do. No, I want you to the do guru. what you the guru. as a comic book fan will want this presented in the best possible light. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm 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 saying don't do what Marvel does. You know, like I said, you can you can literally start with Justice League. And and you have to determine: Do you want to keep this all on one Earth or multiple Earths? Right. You just start with the start with the with the big team because again, everybody knows who Justice League is. They don't need to piecemeal introduce these characters like no one knows who they are. Um, and if they if they are if they're if they're curious or is it oh I don't know who Cyborg is? Well, you got Team Titans, you got um, hey. Justice League uh, Unlimited. You got all these other shows that can tell you who that character is. So you don't, you don't need the movie, you know. You don't need the movie to guide you through it. You can do it through the same medium because you already, you already have it. Um, and then, you know, do I want to go multiverse? Do I want to go, you know, just keep it, you know, keep it centralized and just make that determination and do it. Yeah, with the Teen Titans reference, shout out to Slade. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> Most evil laughs. Yeah. Most laughs. Yeah. That's a villain. Yes. You That's, know. That was you a know. I love villain. villain. I love villain. Yeah. You're a villain, alright. Your villain is cackles. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, I would say, you know what? I, I would say, go ahead and start with. Um, I get into Flash. Um, I think you like. I think you like Flash. I'm, I'm going to Flash fan. I'm, I'm pushing this to Warner Brothers because you need to get on the board. You need to be the, the Kevin Feige of DCEU. No, I'm, I'm being real. Like you need to be the Kevin Feige of the DCEU because in order for them to have some I type of lifeline, zero in, in the Flash. But now I'm like. 
Yeah, now that you mention it, that's how I feel. It's like I got put up on this indie artist that like. Right, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> that you ain't gonna blow to for who? another two years, and then everybody catch up, and then you like, I don't want to listen to it no more now. Oh. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just if that worked. But because yeah. I'm already intrigued. Like I want to see it play out now. You know, like because. It just sound right it, instead of just Batman or Superman. Like that's so bland at this point. Like I, I need something else from the DC because they. Man, yeah, that would be that would be cool if they released like the individual Justice League member movies and the Flash was just in all of them in the backgrounds, just meddling with things. Yeah. Until his movie came around. Yeah, and then you got then like that's the piece that puts them all together, right? So he's basically Iron Man slash Strange slash the Avengers, in a sense. With the, yeah. with the Infinity Gauntlet, with with, <laughs> with the Infinity Gauntlet to snap. <laughs> but I, I mean, it can be done. It can be done. The one thing that I would say that DC can learn from Marvel, the one thing I would say is that you don't have to always introduce the superhero version of a character to make to make the connection. It doesn't always have to be a big epic piece. Right. You know, take for instance, take for instance Spider Man No Way Home, right? They they brought in Matt Murdock. Okay. Right. Like the people who know know that's Daredevil. Right. And he didn't have to be in costume. He had to go through all that, you know, swinging from the rooftops and, you know, say, hey, I'm Daredevil. Y'all check me out. If you know, you know. And the ones right. that don't, they're going to ask their friend who do. And they're going to tell them to go to Netflix and learn about Matt Murdock. <laughs> and boom. You know there it goes. Just like you were saying in the last pod. Like, oh, you want to know about such and such? Oh, well, just go watch this movie. Just go watch this TV show. Just go watch. Yep, and connect it all together. That's true. And yep. and it's set up perfectly for them to do it right now. So you can have watch this, watch this. You can have you can have a subplot throughout some movies in the DCEU where you have billionaire Bruce Wayne um competing against billionaire Lex Luthor. And never mention Batman. But you know it's Batman because of Bruce Wayne. Right. Yep. Wow. See, see, this is a whole nother side of it that I never got from the DC, from the DCEU. Yep. This, is, this is, it's, it's the same reason that I don't be that interested in them because it's no, there's no real character building like you saying. You know, Matt Murdock right. is in Spider Man and he don't have to suit up, but everybody know who's he, who he is. You know, and it's nope. The DCEU doesn't do that. It's just straight to the point. Oh, this is Superman. Oh, this is Batman. Here's a movie. Here you go. There they are. And that's it. Yeah, you can have, um, you could be watching, uh, you could be watching uh, Green Lantern because, of course, Hal Jordan was in the, in the military. So you can have that with, um, you know, Lois Lane um, and, that, you know, doing an interview of him. Okay, you know Lois Lane. Okay, that's that's uh, Daily Planet. That's Superman. And in the midst of it, you can see um, Daily Planet up for sale, and you know Lex Luthor is trying to buy it. Don't don't. Yeah, you gotta talk about Clark Kent. 
this house, this house. Lex Luthor trying to buy it, and you see, you hear on the news that um, a young, a young uh, up and coming billionaire on the scene by the name of Bruce Wayne is competing for the, the sale of the um, Daily Planet. Boom. Okay, now we know we got some, something, something going on. We got to tune in. You know how that plot. So if I don't develop superhero, superhero movie where like there's just their alternate identity. You know, I'm just saying like because they, they, they do they so they do have those connecting points, you know, maybe not from a villain standpoint that DC but that's, loves that's most, be, but um, I will watch, that would be amazing because it's like it's be, it would be so much tension, but it wouldn't necessarily have to be on the screen. It would just be something that if you're aware of it, you know about it. Yeah. Like if Bruce Wayne sees Clark Kent's wife or like Martha Kent or the dad, but it's Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Then they can have that interaction. So yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like how that was in the in the Superman versus Batman movie. And that would be exactly like, uh, when Lex Luthor when Lex Luthor caught uh, shook Clark Kent's hand. He's like, "Oh, strong grip." <laughs> yeah, that whole forty. That whole 40 chess move garbage, man. It was like, let's look at that. I'm sorry, Ron. I can't bring it back up. Why, oh, no, good, man. Why, why when he brought up the strong handshake, I thought about the uh, the the arcade game in Lions Coney Island <laughs> when they clash hands together <laughs> real hard. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about pre COVID? Way pre COVID. Like, Ooh, wee! That's a real long time ago. Let's not let's not reveal. Let's not reveal. <laughs> Let us not reveal. Man. But it was a strong handshake. That's all I'm saying. It was like it was a muscle right. handshake. Aha, this is me. I you just need to be subtle. Like there, there needs to be some subtleness in how things are happening. That way. The audience can feel like they're just as engaged in the in the mystery of things, you know, because you know, because um, DCU is still heavily relied on like superhero um, and secret identities to as much as possible, right? It's not like Marvel where people go around calling people by their first names. You know, if you notice that in the Audio Avenger movie, ain't nobody really called people by their their superhero identities. It was like Tony, the man, the man is an Iron Man suit. Tony, what you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, they call him. You know, they don't. They don't call Steve Captain America the hero, right? They like he's Captain Rogers. Hey, Steve, man, or Captain Rogers, what you doing, man? And like, you know, they don't call the Hulk the Hulk. No, <laughs> like you know, what they do, they do. They don't want to anger him, but you know, it's usually like Doctor Banner, you know, or, or you know, it's Banner, like, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 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 sun's getting real low. <laughs> Come home. <laughs> yeah, and that and that that's character development though. Like it's gonna take yeah. for them to build. And I feel like Loki they're doing that with the Peacemaker movie. Is that new? Yeah, I feel like they're doing that with the Peacemaker TV show, which expands on the Suicide Squad universe. Oh yeah, by the way, check out I'll check out Peacemaker. And if you need history, check out The Suicide Squad, both on HBO Max 
Uh, you can stream them today. You can actually watch the Suicide Squad and then go right into Peacemaker. So check them both out. Yeah, you get that plug for HBO now Max. Now I need HBO Max. Now I need HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> so so here so here's the Suicide Squad, and here's why I'm gonna tell you um, why. So I don't want you to be confused with Suicide Squad. Um, don't watch Suicide Squad. I'm li- the the literal title is the Suicide Squad. Um, the premise behind behind there's the Suicide Squad. There's a difference. There's a there's a huge difference. Um, but the premise behind that is there's there's a bunch of villains um, that uh, are in Blackgate, and Amanda Waller uses them for secret co-op secret government missions that. Um, the government really can't be involved in because they real wet works, you know, dirty type missions. And if the villains don't com- don't comply, there's a device that will blow blow their heads off. Um, and these missions are usually um, suicide missions, hence the word suicide squad. Right. So, so like Peacemaker is a villain. Um, you know, everyone there are villains. And um, the Suicide Squad really emphasizes the point that, uh, for the most part, they don't care. They are out there just making it. They're out there just making the, the wreaking havoc, um, making it work, because they all want time off of their sentences, which is like, you know, double and triple life, so they get like ten years off. So you gotta keep working, oh, keep working man. to get that time off. Yeah. <laughs> or they're gonna be in jail forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wrecking havoc in jail um, and never getting out, getting that tan back. Unless until you get your head turned around, just like that did. Yeah. Right until you get your head turned around. Um. So, yeah, definitely solid movie. Um, now the the difference between that and Suicide Squad is they try to make the villains hero ish, you know, by being you know extra witty and you know having these having these scenes and stuff where like they actually care about stuff that's happening. I mean, you get some of that in in the Suicide Squad, but you you get to watch and understand the development where they care because one they're trapped in that situation they got to get out but two you understand that the, the the mission drove them to actually care about something something there it wasn't like a oh my gosh you know you did this in the past how dare you well yeah because they're villains that's what the villains do <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah um so you yeah, check it out damn so don't watch Suicide Squad. Watch the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't want hey, you mad at me. I don't want you mad at me. So, what's that? Have you seen any of Peacemaker? I haven't. I haven't yet. I plan to do that this this weekend. I am. I, okay. I am interested. I, I got interest. I can tell you this. Oh, they are going. Don't the spoil villain, it. Spoiler alert. No, I'm. I, no, it isn't. It's just a teaser. Okay. Teaser alert. Like they they're gonna be able to justify a lot of unscrupulous violence because oh. of the villain nature of them. 
Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Again, <laughs> again, my, my whole my whole thing my thing is to tell your story. Tell your story. Um tell your story, you know, abide by the rules of the story that you set and I'm 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 a I'm gonna soak it all in. Right. You start acting crazy and you start going against the rules you set in your story. Um Gonna turn it Can off. you give an example of that's been you that's been done before? What's that? Can you give an example of that of like rule breaking or a world destroying like logic that they employ? Um, yeah. Um like storytelling. <laughs> yeah, actually Rick. I can. I can actually. So Uh-oh. so <laughs> I know I'm gonna I'm keep. I know I'm actually gonna keep it on topic. I'm gonna keep it where it is. Um, you know, uh, Batman and Superman. I'm going there. Um, like I mentioned, in this universe, Superman has killed. Whether you say it's justified or unjustified, he has killed. Right. He's mad because Batman is killing. Already, you got we got issues. Um, <laughs> Why are you killing? I'm supposed to be killing. <laughs> already, we got issues. When you when you think about when you think about the way these things come together in terms of why they're fighting, why they're even engaged, it's all around Lex Luthor. But you never understand or gain insight into how he knows what he knows to put them together. Hmm. You, you know, it's like, for for instance, um, it's never, it's never stated that Superman can't see through lead, yet the reason he's able to blow up the, the, the courtroom is because the chair was lined with lead. So how did he know that? Yeah, how did he know? Well, those are things... Right, it's a plot device, and the only way forward to work is plot armor. Right, so those those are things where it's like they don't add up. That is an excellent example. Shit. Right, it doesn't add up. Um, how we know we never figure out how Luther knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne, yet he's able to send he's able to send letters from the disabled employee to Bruce Wayne knowing that somehow it's going to trigger him to attack uh, attack Superman. How did he know that? It's like, it's like when you talk about, you know, people want to, you know, you see these YouTube videos of folks talking about, oh, I, found, I found a plot hole in, in this movie. And it's like, no, the movie explained it. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> Those are plot holes. The movie never explained that. <laughs> and you can do a master class on plot holes watching that movie. Well, damn. <laughs> it's just like how uh, Harvey didn't, didn't recognize the Joker until he took his mask off. Is that what yeah. you mean? Oh, man. <laughs> that is a funny. Is that, is that a continuity here? <laughs> when I say I shared that on Tumblr and people are still liking it oh. and resharing it to this day, I oh shared it probably gosh. like whenever I gave it to y'all. That's when I started sharing it and it's getting shared. Like. <laughs> It's like you can't because he showed up in a dress. And then the fact is, and a then the thing is, uniform. after that, 
they didn't show the part after that where he's like, hi. But he, but he didn't think to react until after he pulled his mask off. Like, not, but I mean, his face was burnt. I get it. I get it. Maybe he couldn't see him. You seen the video? He had an eye out. You seen it? And how does his eye stay lubricated? He doesn't. It's just out. <laughs> Does he got dropped? <laughs> I'm just laughing oh, at. Oh my goodness! I'm laughing because dude be shaking in the bed after he see him like. <laughs> <laughs> That's how shocked he is that he pulled off that flawless makeup job and he was this bad. <laughs> because he fully vulnerable. He like, by the fact. Is he fully vulnerable? Like he I can like, just. I could just inject you with this shot or whatever that I need to do to just neutralize you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Harvey's dent? He couldn't see. I get it. He had very poor vision at that point. Why did you bring he that didn't up? Recognize him. Now it's replaying in my head, and I can't think straight now. Oh no! Because <laughs> <laughs> that is a giant cloud. Oh, that's funny, uh, bro. I get it. He can't see. His space is burned. <laughs> <laughs> he just sees a blob dancing towards him. Like, man, this nurse is moving really weird. Maybe it's the sedatives. And then you think it's a joke. You imagine you're strapped. You're strapped to a gurney in a hospital and you can't see. And all you hear is the Joker's laugh. Oh, no, that's, that's, you, ter- that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Because he can't see. This is this is what I mean. Like, that's not a plot hole. People are just not paying attention. My man's face is literally burned in half. <laughs> he can't see. Oh. He's a criminal Ooh. and he's strapped to the bed in a hospital. <laughs> he just lost the love of his life. And you got some weird looking blob walking up on you. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Y'all are laughing at his pain. This is the Allen Iverson inter- this is the Allen Iverson press conference all over again. This is the sad Jordan movie all over again. Because, because, just, because when you when you when you when you lay it out that way, you're so right. It's like my man just sitting there just trying his to own you know, trying to recuperate. <laughs> Listen, he was probably in his bed contemplating, you know what? I really shouldn't be a murderous person and flip coins to decide if I should kill people. I'm gonna turn my life around. I'm gonna give it to God. And you know what? <laughs> Oh man, that your inner your inner monologue is on point because that whole scene was when he made that decision when when man, he man, got in his face. How hard it is to watch Tenant. Oh my god! Oh man, Joker got in his face and told him that he don't have a plan. <laughs> I don't have a plan. You killing you was just. <laughs> He talked about his life like it was a side mission. 
Why'd he do that? <laughs> you could have you could have the all. Bro, you are a side quest. <laughs> I don't even want the reward for this. <laughs> bro, you a side quest. Here's your wallet, bro. Oh, oh. Talk about something else. So, Talk about something else. So when you, so when you hear, when you hear somebody roll up on you and tell you you nothing but a side quest, I'll start flipping the coin too. Here's your wallet, punk. Mission oh. complete. Where's my XP? Okay, let's 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 try and get back on track. Let's try and get back on track. Did I take it off the rails? Yes. I feel like I took it off the rails. Yes, bro. Oh. Oh man, <laughs> I gotta watch Dark Knight. I gotta watch that. Ain't that what it is, or, um, or, or what is that? Yeah, Batman the Begins? Dark Knight. No, no, it's the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. Why do y'all pick out like the most obscure <laughs> thing, like scenes in movies, and then destroy them for me? You need that. You need <laughs> like when, that. Uh, yeah. Like tell in him, the one Batman why. movie where he just grabbed the dude, where he just grabbed the dude. <laughs> Like I know, I know Batman's around here somewhere. He's like, I'm right here, and then he grabs him. <laughs> and then what? Get hemmed up? That. I just can't watch that thing. And then what? Get hemmed up? He got hemmed up, but he was like, how he did it. Christian Bale's it was unnecessarily complicated. This is scary. Man, I know like, you gotta I'm inverse yourself. No, this is how Batman intimidated the criminal. Oh. He inverted himself, dropped down, whispered in his ear, and then grabbed him. <laughs> I will be <laughs> I'm just trying to move these dime bags. You know I'm about to punch your brains into the wall, right? I'm just trying to move these dime bags, Batman. I'm just trying to move these Reggie's, Batman. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Get us, get us back on track, Ryan, because... I'm in a. Um, I'm on a lab. So yeah, now. dude. <laughs> so yeah, th- th- so those are so those are the the, the, the plot holes that um, generated from like an example, like the, the, I'm talking about. You're not even being truthful to the own story you're trying to build. Like you're not. You got to keep keep the story consistent, or at least give us an understanding of how these things are playing. I don't need like all the details, but give us something subtle. Right, a, a, a business deal with um, between Lex and Bruce, where you know Lex is picking up on some subtle hints, and because at some point Lex does know, but show this us dude, right. Ryan's DC movie wants him to treat him like a lady and take him out on a date, wine him and dine him. I mean, just let, let us know, like give give us like give us that it's subtle piece. Get to know, you know me. Let us understand, you know, what's going on. Like, um, at some point, you know, no, we got the point where we did not, like, uh, now an example of how, how the movie did it right was when, um, Clark and Bruce were in that, in the room together, right, with Lex. And then, you know, Bruce left, you know, acting all inconspicuous and Clark, Clark decided to listen in because he can. And that's how he picked up that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Subtle. Makes sense. Right. Right. He hear him, he hears him talking to Alfred on the phone on, on the piece. Blah blah blah. Now what they didn't what they didn't do and never really 
did if I can't if I can't remember it was the other way around where Bruce using his detective skills figured out that Clark Kent was Superman. And that could be a dope oh. plot thread in the movie. Yeah. Like them playing the chess game of trying to figure out who is who while the other one is trying to figure out who is who. Well, you know what? Like, again, the, the, the animated show did it so perfect. It is so perfect. They, um, Bruce and, 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 um, if Batman Superman meets up, um, uh, Batman catches Superman off guard. And I think he like shoulder rushes him a little bit because he's off guard. You know, he didn't have like, he, he, he went back a little bit. And so, um, Superman uses extra vision to peek under his cowl and said, Oh, you're Bruce Wayne. And, uh, and, and Batman was like, Oh, you peeked, huh? And then, uh, Bruce put a tracker on him and followed him to his apartment. And when, uh, um, when <laughs> Superman looked outside the window or something, he saw Batman <laughs> at the rooftop looking at him. Like, gotcha. <laughs> like, it was just subtle. <laughs> You know, and it worked because I remember it on the animated series. Yeah, it was subtle. It was okay. Wait. Got it. That worked. He didn't shoot at him. And then, like the co- the dope, the dope part about it was is like Batman slipped the tracker on Superman. He waited until he got undressed and got into the bed. <laughs> Made his presence known. Superman zooms into a distant building to see Batman perched on top of the right. building and waves at him. Yep. He can't see. He's looking at Batman. He's Batman is watching Superman sleep. He a stalker, bro. Do you realize that? Like that is how insane. Batman is like he can't just let it go. Like, hey, he can't just knock on the door. He has to make his presence felt and radiate miles. <laughs> to right now, you know, like stuff like that is where you get, you know, you see the subtleties. You know, you see the things like you're watching their mind work and they're picking things up. They're doing X, Y, Z. You know, those are things where it's like, okay, got it, makes sense. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> so um so here so here's what I would do. Like if you really wanted to sit down and get into the DCU, get you get 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 HBO Max. Maybe we need, we need, they need to sponsor me. Um get yeah. HBO Max. Yeah, they do. And then you know, watch 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 <laughs> watch Man of Steel. Um just, like just to really get into the the mood of DCEU movies, I say watch Man of Steel, watch um, Wonder Woman, watch, um, I guess you can watch Aquaman. Aquaman is not an offensive movie. You you, you, you have a good time with that. Well, Aquaman, um, Shazam, which again is a, is a, is a decent movie. Uh, and then The, remember, The Suicide Squad. If right. you got Will Smith in it, don't watch it. Nah. I already watched it. It was trash. I was about to say, why are you throwing Will oh, Smith under the bus? No, because no. that's you know, I mean, Margot Robbie's in both of them, so I can't say we got Margot Robbie and don't watch it. Um, right. Watch. Uh, so we got Will Smith. Don't watch that one. And, and see, I forgot the um, the Birds of Prey movie. Um, 
I have my own issues with that movie, but I mean, if you're into like Deadpool and that that type of movie, you can you'll you'll have a good time with Harley Quinn. But I got personal issues with. Uh oh. I think those are this generation's iteration of like Porky's. You care? You care to elaborate, or is it time to wrap? <laughs> no, I, I can share real quick. I can share real quick. So, so me, so I'm 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 big on I'm big on like the advertising things. I'm big on on the movies being what you say they are. And the initial title of that movie was Birds of Prey. And the emancipation of Harley Quinn. Well, Harley Quinn is not a bird of prey. She's not part of that squad, for one. And two, the movie really should have been called Harley Quinn and the introduction of the birds of prey because it's a Harley Quinn movie. Um, it, it's like let's just those let's just throw some folks together from the Batman universe and make a movie. Um, <laughs> So 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 it's already starting off on a bad shit. foot. It's, it's already starting off a bad foot for me, <laughs> and it, you know, um, <laughs> because especially when you're like, oh, you know, when you hear Warner Brothers say, oh, we're gonna make a bad girl movie, well, you had your chance with Birds of Prey, <laughs> didn't do it, <laughs> um, and then they have characters out there like characters that. Um, had no business being in the movie because they didn't do the character set right. Like just <laughs> just disrespected the character all the way around. Um for instance, Cassandra Kane, who is a like a badass assassin, um think of a deadlier version of Echo in the Hawkeye series. Um just super badass. Just I mean she, you know, just, just, just a monster. They reduced her to a common petty thief who can't fight and is actually, you know, looking at Harley Quinn to teach her how to do some stuff. Man, she would destroy Harley Quinn in a one-on-one battle. Mm. And so, like stuff like that, where it's like, why do you like if you just want a random, random chick, just say you want a random chick. Just you ain't got to give her a name like those, those are the wrong type of call outs I know I was talking before like let's have these subtle call outs of characters in movies so I don't want to sound hypocrite but the character has to be who we, who we know them are for it to work if you say oh look there's um, you know oh like if we say oh look there's 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 Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne is sitting there like a hobo like man that ain't Bruce Wayne why you why is that dude Bruce Wayne like just name him hobo number one <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> I don't want that look. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so you got so you, you know. You, so at least they have to at least you know make sense. So, but again, um, you know, it's it's not uh, if you if you're invested in the Harley Quinn character, um, you know, you want to watch that movie. You can watch that too. Especially if you have HBO Max, because you know, you're not paying for it. You're paying not for a subscription, for but you're not paying for that a movie. You, you, you're not paying for that movie in particular. You're paying for the HBO Max subscription, but not for that movie in particular. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, well, I mean, if you got a couple hours to spend, hell, you already paid the money, so Might watch as well. it. Okay. 
I, I got some catching up to do, for sure. If we go yeah, man, the... I'm telling you, man, when you... Go ahead, go ahead. Have, have you All seen right, man. man of Steel? Have you seen Man of Steel? Mike? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> right. I see. Okay. You you would know. You would know. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm not even gonna I mean I know I kinda already spoiled some stuff, but I'm gonna just say this. When you watch Man of Steel and you see how they giving Superman the business, you gonna smile. I seen the part with him and Batman. Oh no, you ain't seen Man of Steel. Whatever, right, whatever, right, I got a, whatever a, movie a got Superman and Batman with with Ben Affleck, that's the one I fan. Oh, oh okay, sorry. Right, <laughs> I got an idea for how to introduce the uh, X Men Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, I mean the X Men uh, Universe. You do an espionage mystique movie. Oh yeah, that'll, she that'll... almost accomplishes destroying the world. Oh yeah, that'll 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 work. That'll work. I mean, you already that's, have, how, that's you, how you started off. Okay. I mean, you could, you can, you can start. Hell, you can look. You can start it off with um. If you really wanted to really, really flex your flex your chops, you can, you can throw Gambit in that movie because he's part of the Assassin's Guild. Gambit and really, it really shocked people. Yup. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Gambit's an assassin. And Gambit, MCU? that'll work because those are such low level. They're like such low expectation characters that you can just flesh out this story. Wait a minute, y'all still talking about and DC, make it right? Work. No, he, no, no, he even switched on it. He even switched on it. Oh, okay. He went to X Men. You know, I was going to start. You know, I was going to get some X Men in. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so we we just switched up, yeah. We, you know, hey, hey, folks, we, you know, no matter what the topic is, I see we'll be taking at least one. One X Men question, so I, I think we're close to the end because um, this I want to be want to make sure it's dedicated to um, dedicated to DC this time around. But you know the, the question was asked, so yeah, you can you can um, like this is how like subtle you can make things. You know you can have um, you can have a movie. I know this topic we talked about offline. You can set up a, a movie with a league of uh, League of Assassins. Um, who are going out, you know, doing uh, doing all these uh, hits for hire, where one just so happens to be able to make things explode by touching them and charging them up using energy, and then and at some point you can reveal that this particular person is a mutant named Gambit, um, and then you know kind of introduce that whole character set into um, into the in, into the X Men universe. In in fact. If you really, if you really wanted to tie things together, although you'll necessarily have to do this, you can. Now that we know that we have the um, the Ten Rings organization and the Black Widow organization, you can have um, a dotted line connection from to to them through one of those orbs with the Assassins Guild that will be in Louisiana. Um, the Black Widow organist will be a bit of a stretch because, of course, Gambit is a is a male. However, you can have a setup that one of the female members of the Assassin's Guild used to be a Black Widow. Hmm. Or they trained him, or it's like a relative, or it's part of his origin story that ties them together, like it's a mutual acquaintance or a close personal tie. Yep. You can do, but I like the idea of a Gambit mystique 
X-Men yep. movie. Because it's a totally isolated IP. And it's not familiar to fans, but their skill sets are very easy to understand. Gambit, so charges things with energy and then is able to detonate it later and Mystique can physically turn into any individual that she wants. And, and while while you may not want to say like, oh, you trying to make Mystique a Black Widow or Mystique part of the Ten Rings, you can have Mystique encounter one of them and in an attempt to either get away from them or in an attempt to sort of liberate herself poses as one of them to do something or other so you can make that you know so she can infiltrate or do whatever needs to be done um for her own safety and survival which is on par with um with Mystique's abilities now i know what you're getting i know where the question is coming from because you you know what we saw uh offline and yes mystique is that um that talented and that deadly of a mutant that she can do those things Man, I will. That's it's an interesting combination, but I don't know how you connect it in a cohesive story that culminates in a cliffhanger that satis that satisfies that the initial question, but also leaves breadcrumbs for the next big thing. Well, so so, but we we've answered that question, and this is again, this is how will tie things full circle between you know what, what I feel DC should be doing and what Marvel can be moving forward. You don't have to necessarily say, for instance, oh here's um oh here's this shape shifting mutant. Ta da! They're X Men here, people. You know we got them. Or, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or, or but the fact that you see this and the fact that you classify her as a mutant will lead you to know there are others out there. Right. You just need to see one. Like, you just need to Legally, see one. Can they say mutant, or do they have to say like variant or astro no, or something? They, like? own, they, they own the IP now. Yep. They own the IP. They don't have to say enhanced person they like they did in Civil War. I just yeah, watched just it. Like, they had to dance around it. Yeah. But, you know, you don't need to see. You know, you don't need to necessarily see. Um, you don't need to necessarily see. Uh, uh, the actual Blue Beetle character just show just show the scarab. You know, we're talking about DC now. Just show the scarab. You know, just show like show it show it around. And you say, oh man, okay. So Blue Beetle's gonna be here be, be here soon. Got it. I don't know when, but it's gonna happen. You know, there don't need to be a big announcement. There don't need to be a big old voila. Hey, I'm here, guys. Just <clears throat> just be subtle. Give us that teaser. It was that spoon, just spoon feed it to us. You know, that's one thing where I say, you know, as we, even if DC wants to have, you know, movies that are disconnected from one another, um, you can you can still have a, because you can still have a cinematic universe and it not be a connected universe. Um, the, the MCU really should be the MCCU, it's the Marvel Cinematic Connected Universe. Because you see all these things like making these touch points, DC can do this the cinematic universe and just do little, little subtle drop-ins that let you know that there's some some hooks and tissues that you know they want to pour, pour in at one time. You know they can every once in a while, 
and still have the fun of doing their own movies. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, so, so, right that's what I'm saying. Eventually, you're going to work around and get a script for each respective comic book imprint. Yeah, that's what I. So, that's what it's like because Marvel is going. They're already. They hit their home run. They doing a victory lap at this point. So we can we can make predictions on where we think they're headed and if their trajectory is going to continue to go trend upward or is it going to start its natural decline because it's got to happen eventually. And then the things that DC can do better to reestablish themselves and tell better stories that doesn't follow the Marvel Cinematic Universe formula. Well, let's, but let's, yeah, that's, let's that's, keep it DC. Let's keep it DC. Pro DC. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah. DC, DC, just tell your stories. You know, pick, pick a, pick a starting point. I, I, here's what I challenge DC to do: leave Batman alone for two years. Leave Superman alone. Leave Batman alone for about two years. Pick um pick a character like um pick a character like Flash, right? Really do really do something good with Flash. If you really wanna go out there and do something um big make another Constantine movie. Like, take us into that realm and, and then use as maybe not him, but, that's, you know. That's why I wish they didn't kill off Shia LaBeouf's character because I am for that. And I think Shia LaBeouf would make a great predecessor for Constantine. Yeah, Constantine is DC. And you that's can bring DC him back. Okay. Yeah, that's DC properties. So make make another Constantine movie, and and really build up. No, Spawn is in it. Spawn is in it. But there's like a free agent. So technically, Uh if you wanted to, here you go. Here you go. He about to connect it all. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because I'm just I'm just waiting for Ron's verification on my speculation. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they gotta, gotta pay for that. They gotta, they have to pay for that. Um, there is a image. Pro- yeah, but image, image is a comic industry though. They, they, they can't, they can't cross those strings without them actually coming to a real agreement. It'd be like that's really that really be like you know the MCU and you know Disney and Sony saying, hey, let's let's just use. This character in these movies, they really have to make that agreement. So DC can't just drop Spawn into a movie. Tom and Farland will be all on them with litigation. <laughs> so, so, and rightfully um, so. Yeah, um, but you can do you can do Constantine, um, kind of kind of weave yourself into like a Justice League Dark type scenario with him. Like there are characters you can use as starting points. Constantine's one, Flash is another. Now um, you can do Green Lantern with the entirety of the Green Lantern core. I mean, you can do movies with Hal Jordan, John Stewart, um, Guy Gardner. You can just really go go off the off the rails there. You now start somewhere. Start challenge yourself to start somewhere 
in that realm and then decide, am I going to do a multiverse type movie or am I going to do a movie within the realm of one earth and just build from there? Build from there. You start the, you start the Green Lantern movie with Darkseid trying to attack Oa. You could. Just jump off from there. See? Hey, uh, Warner Brothers, y'all need to, y'all need to hire Neil. He's engaged y'all a premise. Man, I need to hire both that, of them. That's the, it is just, that's the, that's the block is, that can set it all off. And then you get the Green Lantern crashing into Earth. Uh, but then that's basically the Marvel. you picking up where the Hulk informed everybody about Thanos. That's okay. That's okay. These kids, listen, listen. In, in the comic realm, we, you know, folks have borrowed stuff from they each borrow. other. They, they borrow hell. Um, uh, uh, oh, yeah. They borrow all the they time. They borrow so. bars like, a, like uh, they sharing bars in a two-man sale. Yeah, so don't, that, that's fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I wanted to see if Mike caught that Kendrick reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, man. So, so definitely, um, you know, again, just check out Man, check out Man of Steel. There's, there's some, there, there's some scenes in there where it really gets you thinking, like, um, when uh, Clark, a young Clark, is talking to Jonathan, just talking to his dad about really about just just life choices and it's just it was real and i guess that's my thing too like just like how you like the villains i like seeing the character develop into who they're supposed to be right. and um they they start I like that. watching the villains develop <laughs> in the villains well there trust there's um there's definite um there are definite benefits of seeing that happen too, because not that you want to like the villain, but you understand you understand why there's conflict. And Man of Steel helps you understand why, in some degrees, Clark has conflict. It's not the comic Superman. It's it's this it's this iteration or this Earth Superman. And so he's not the one that just sits there and automatically has his agency of, oh, I'm going to do good in the world. Well, you, you got to learn that. <laughs> right? Yeah. You got to understand this is this something I want to do. Um, I know, you know it's kind of tying things back to the beginning, but that's why I say that movie is underrated because people, people went into it saying, okay, I want to see Superman saving kittens from a tree. And <laughs> this Superman is, is contemplating should I save this kitty from a tree? <laughs> and, and, I wouldn't even do the Superman movie. I would do the alternate ones where the, the alternate one where the Superman is the bad man, is the bad guy, and he's addicted that, to kryptonite because it's a drug for him. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which what? one is that around the Injustice League? Yes. <laughs> the crime syndicate. They should do a crime syndicate yeah, movie. Do do what they're trying to do now. By that's what the that's what the. That's what the inverted version of the Justice League in the alternate reality is called, the Crime Syndicate. Y'all just want to, y'all just want to have a movie lined up where it's just all villains and it's just people just sitting there. Because I mean, at that point, you, the stakes are high and you don't care who wins or loses. Yes, <laughs> but give me some origin story. <laughs> Along the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. So you have two unlike characters 
fighting one another, you can allow them to go all out because you're really not you're not invested in their morality. You just want to see how much two bad people can hurt one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take one more tangent before we before we, before we drop just on this on the subject. Have you have you seen have you seen Invincible? Yes, that's. I was actually, yes, I. Have. I was going to reference that early when you were talking about uh, Superman and Zod. Yes, I was going to reference that. Like it sounds like. Did you have to catch the subway? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's a great. That's a great reference. A great reference. Yes. Got to get on this up. Got to get out of train to catch up. Turn your life around. So, <laughs> so when you when, when you watch Man of Steel. I, 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 here, here's my prediction. Here's my prediction, comical minds fam. When, when, when a peanut MJ watches Man of Steel, I, I suspect he will say, I like this movie. He may not like Superman, but he will say, I like this movie. <laughs> okay. That's, that's something that we, okay. All right. That must, that must be done before the next pod. I'm going to yeah. try to get on and, it tonight. Here's, here's, so here's, Here's the thing. You can watch it on HBO Max. Um, Man of Steel has been out for a while now, so sometimes you can catch it on AMC or your other um, uh, your other uh, streaming uh, platforms, cable or streaming platforms. So it's available. Um, so yeah, that's, I say give it a watch. So let's start with that. We'll see how you feel. Then we can you know ease into the other ones. Okay. Sound good to me. <laughs> all right, all right. So, 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 yeah. That's this is our our DCEU episode. You know, hopefully we gave it some love. You know, we're definitely critical about it, but again, that's because we want we want DC to be strong. Strong DC movies will make strong MCU movies and vice versa. You know, yeah. we're just here for the ride and enjoying the show. So, this is this is your boy Reezy signing off. With, uh, go ahead, go ahead, MJ, and Neil. Go ahead, your signing off. MJ, hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, your boy Neil Classic. Uh, I'll you. Y'all take it easy. And I want to see a Flash movie. You know, yeah, I want to see this Flash movie, Ron. We gonna get to the bottom of this. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm about to push y'all to Warner Brothers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shove it down their throat. I'm gonna <laughs> try to. All right, let's make it happen. All right, y'all. <laughs> Sign us off, Mike. All right, y'all. All right. Katie. <laughs>